minds to hear what you have us to hear. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 All right, so remember we're starting a Case for Christ series, okay? Um, it was, well, it is a book written by a guy who was an atheist, and then he decided that he was going to disprove Christianity by treating it like a court case because he was an author. He was a writer for a newspaper, but he studied court cases. So he wrote about court cases for the newspaper. So this court case I'm about to read to you is real. And then you guys have to decide after every piece of evidence. You either have to vote guilty or innocent. Okay? And they're going to keep track. Okay? So as I give you clues, or I guess evidence, yeah, you have to make your guess. Okay? Does everybody understand? Wait, are they trying to get the final like answer, or are they just making their own what they think? Is yeah, they're they're gonna make their assumption based on the facts as they come out. Okay, it'll all make sense. Okay, so this guy named James Dixon, he was arrested for shooting a police officer. Okay. All right. So first piece of evidence. This is really small on my screen, and that one. <laughs> A neighbor called the police to report a man with a gun. Uh, Scanlon, that's the police officer's name. He arrived to find Dixon noisily arguing with his girlfriend's father. All right, raise your hand if you think he's guilty. He definitely shot the cop. All right, innocent. It's got to be one of the two. No, she's counting the number of people that voted. Hi, if you think he's innocent. Like, sky high. like no, like, whatever this is, like, in the air. Okay. All right, so 16 and 0. You can just write the number, I guess, yeah. All right, you can write it big. You know, we don't have to keep a history. All right. So the next piece of evidence that comes out, uh, Dixon and the father began to physically fight, and the police officer stepped in to break it up, and then a shot rang out, and the police officer was hit with a bullet. Wow. All right, raise your hand if you think he's guilty now. No. Two people, so that means you're 14. All right, next. All right. If you think it's guilty, you raise your hand again, like up high, so we can count, like, oof, in the air. Two. two Still two. Okay. Didn't Still change. Okay. Oh, right, well, for guilty. All right. A 22 caliber gun belonging to Dixon was found nearby in some tall grass. It was covered in Dixon's fingerprints, and one bullet had been fired from the gun. All right, raise your hand if you think that he is guilty now. Five, and so you're at 11. All right, so it's five to 11 now. All right, next. The father had been unarmed, and the policeman's revolver remained holstered. So if you were thinking maybe it was somebody else's gun, it was not the father's, and it wasn't the police officer's. So how many of you think he's guilty now? Same people, probably. Okay, all right, next. 
There were powder burns on the police officer's skin that showed that he had been shot from a very close range. How many of you think that he is... His gun was holstered the whole time. No, but he shot himself with the other person's gun. Oh, okay. All right, so how many of you think he's guilty now? Yeah, hands up high if you think guilty. Y'all are, y'all are hard to... Innocent until proven guilty. All right, Dixon had been arrested multiple times before this. It doesn't say. So do you think he's guilty now? No. It's going like down. Yes. Yeah, we're now we're at, okay, we're at three. Yes. So that's three people, so that's 13. All right, let's try this one. Dixon pled guilty to shooting him, and the police officer did not die, and he was awarded a medal of bravery. So now, how many of you think he's guilty? Just because he pled guilty doesn't mean I don't know. You've seen I many, still say yes. Um, Look, he's been arrested. Yes. He's obviously no, a bad man. If you plead guilty, that could just be the lower the case. All right. Is he guilty? Raise your hand. He is. All right. So this is the case for James Dixon. Uh, some people said that before the police officer arrived, his gun had been fired once and the bullet went down into the front porch because he was banging on the door. And when they looked at the porch, there was a chip where the bullet said, so, well, where they said the bullet was supposed to be. So how many of you think he's guilty now? Oh, Zach's still locking him up. Okay, one person. All right, next, Dixon explained that he had hidden the gun because he didn't want to get caught with it, not because he had shot anybody. Ooh, Zach's got some... All right, how many of you think he's guilty now? Still Zach. Zach's like, lock him up. All right. There were powder burns on the inside of the police officer's jacket, but not on the outside of his jacket. He shot himself. How would he shoot himself? Was his jacket open? Like, was it zipped and he just, like, went under his jacket? All right. Dixon had spent three years in prison. But he had been wrongfully convicted, so his arrests were overturned. Do you think he's guilty now, Zach, since you're the only one? I don't know. I didn't raise my hand. It was that one. It was that one. All right, here's the kicker. He had already been in jail for 362 days. If he took the guilty, if he pled guilty, he got to spend one year in jail, minus time served, meaning he'd get out of jail in three days. But if they went to trial and he was convicted, he'd spend 20 years in prison. All right, so how many of you think he's definitely guilty now? He's smart. He knows the law because he's done broke. He's guilty. All right, so we got two guilties. Okay. All right, so let's let's thank our great um, board writers. You got the whole squad laughing. Okay, y'all can sit down. Thank you. Here, you wanted this. Yes, thank you. I thought we'd see more wavering from the, the people. But they were like, he pled guilty? Not buying it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, who thinks they know what really happened? I think Adam has a strong opinion. Okay. So, what happened? Officer went broke with a fight, and then he finds his gun, 
but he has gloves on, right? So he shoots him, like he takes his jacket off, shoots himself in a non-vital area, cranes him. But why did he? Sh- why did he shoot himself? <laughs> insurance money. In- yes. All right, Chloe. Yes, you would. Life insurance are based on what injuries you get, how serious it is you can get injured. The girl did it. I like where you're going. Okay, yes. I think the officer came to the house and they was arguing. He stopped the fight. Hit, hit somebody hit the um gun like when you shoot it and it shot himself. That's how it didn't go. That's how no hole in the jacket. Okay. Yes. Right. So courtrooms work as like beyond a reasonable doubt. So like if he's if you can reasonably doubt that he actually did it then he's innocent. So if you can doubt any of that evidence, then he's innocent, which means like the previous like jail time is irrelevant because he was wrongfully convicted. And so, I mean, most of what's up there is doubtful. So, I mean, that is what would lead me to believe he's innocent. The neighbor shot. Okay, so. The neighbor is the officer. A little bit of Adams is right and a little bit of Zach's is right. Okay. But the how is wrong. So he did shoot himself. What? <laughs> the officer crazy. had an illegal pin gun. It's what? a gun that looks like a pin. It's a single 22 caliber shot. Oh. During the fight, the pin discharged and it shot him. He shot himself with it. But since it's illegal, he would have gotten in trouble. And so on the police report, he framed James Dixon. Did he get in trouble for it? How do you know the The police officer? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm telling you the story. <laughs> okay. And you shoot somebody in the face. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's part of the video, I think. So we'll watch the video and they'll, they'll explain it. All right. So here's the point. All right, wait. We're bringing it back in. Okay. So evidence can be aligned to point you into a specific direction. Okay. Like that's what we did in the first half. I gave you a bunch of evidence that made him look guilty. Then in the second half, I told you a bunch of other evidence that made him look innocent. Can you think of other things that behave that way? Like politics? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like how one side is like, Donald Trump hates babies, <laughs> right? And then, you know, Donald, you know, whatever. But really, they make it out to be one specific thing. A really thing, a uh, thing that I hate, statistics, because you can never trust them, okay? So if I said right now, how many of you in this room think that Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Okay, four people. Okay, so then I can like make up a statistic saying like of all the people in this room, like 80% of millennials don't even eat breakfast. Right? But is that really like what we talked about? No, I'm like framing it to be a very specific thing. Okay, so this person said, I could see some gaps and inconsistencies, but he had a strong motivation to ignore them. He was talking about Christianity. 
he could, or not Christianity, in atheism. He was saying he saw some gaps and inconsistencies in atheism, but he ignored them. And he said he ignored them because he had a self-serving and immoral lifestyle that he wanted to protect. So why do people reject Christianity? Because they have to admit that they're wrong and they have to stop living for themselves. That's a heavy truth, okay? So we're going to watch a video that talks about what we just talked about. It'll give us a little more background, but here's what you need to know. There are two words that you might find confusing. The first one is antagonistic. What does that mean? Does somebody know? There you go. All right. And the next one is agnostic. What is agnostic? Yes. So you can also use it in another way, like saying, I am agnostic towards coffee creamer, meaning like I could have coffee creamer. I could not have coffee creamer. I don't even care what kind of coffee creamer you give me. I don't really care. So that's what agnostic will mean in this setting. So Chloe, hit that light switch. Wrong switch. Yeah, no, the other one. <laughs> That's okay. Oh no, volume. I didn't tell her which one, so it's okay. Yeah, okay, I, I will say, this has been around since I was in high school, so just ig ignore the fact that it was made a really long time ago. Like, the graphics are great, okay. Did I hit? What? Oh no! Hey, no! Hey, let's watch <laughs> okay, so that was week one of the video. I must admit, I really, really dislike the way that they read the scripture, where it's just like, and then a son of man, and I'm like, that's how I read my Bible every time. <laughs> When I'm at home, I'm like, Genesis 1-1. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right. Back to our... Oh. Is that it? Nope. What are we watching here? What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I remembered the password. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, why are you doing that to me, man? Okay. So, that was this week. Next week, this has kind of been like an introduction, but next week we're going to talk about the specifics of the Bible. So, questions you may not have ever asked, but other people definitely have, and you need to know an answer to, is how do we know that the Bible is the right books. How do we know that the Bible wasn't like doctored or changed throughout time and people added to it things that didn't really happen? How do we know that the disciples didn't make up things that Jesus never really did? 
Yeah. So probably you don't have answers to those questions. But that's good because that's what we're talking about next week, and then you will. Um, all right. So, okay. I did not do a very good job of, I said, vote on the scale. I thought he put the scale in the video, but he did not. Um, that is correct. But here, we're not going to do a scale. We're going to do, uh, well, we'll do a scale. Okay, one to ten. You don't need to know the official words. But everybody take an index card, okay? And then just as like a starting point, don't put your name on it. We don't need to like, this is not an official thing. But if you're going to be completely honest, like with yourself, one being, I have a lot of questions. I'm probably an atheist. I don't know what you guys are smoking. And <laughs> 10 being, I am 100% certain that Jesus is who he says he was. The Bible is 100% true. And you can take it to the bank. You can bet on it any day of the week. Okay. So, but be honest, because if you have questions about how things came to be, or you have questions about atheism, just put yourself on the scale from 1 to 10, and then put it in this metal box, and then we'll close the box. We're not going to look at it, but just be honest. But yeah, question Jake. What's the scale again? 1 to 10. Yeah. <laughs> 1 being atheist, 10 being I believe everything 1,000%. Of course. Okay, now I'm going to teach you guys some ancient literature. Okay, it's a really good story. All right. So there's a there's a old famous philosophical story. It's called uh, Plato's Allegory of the Cave. Okay. All right. It, but it's really cool. Okay, you don't think it's cool? All right, so in this story, let's say that there were a group of people, let's say the guys. Okay, the guys were, they were born and raised their entire life in a cave in these chairs facing this direction. And the only thing that they ever could see was the wall. They could talk to each other, but all they could see was the wall. Okay. Let's say there was a fire over here, and so all they saw was the wall, the light flickering, and then every now and then they'd see shadows, okay? Like a cat would run in front of the fire, and they'd see the shadow of a cat, but they couldn't see the cat. All they ever saw was the shadow, okay? So their whole lives, all they ever saw were shadows on the wall. Then one day, Adam breaks free, and he escapes from the cave, and his mind is completely blown because for the first time in his life, he sees like cats and, you know, the actual sun and, uh, I don't know, flowers. You know, he sees, well, no, he comes back and he's like, guys, you're never going to believe what we, what I just saw. I saw like animals and there's like a big fire thing in the sky 
and like he tries to explain to them, but they they think that he's lost it, right? They're like, what have again? What have you been smoking? Because all they're like, we've been here our whole lives, guy. We see the wall, we see the shadows. That is reality, okay? So Adam comes back and he tries to explain to them what a cat is, and they're like, you mean a shadow? The cat shadow? They're like, no, there's a thing that makes it, and they're all like, okay, okay, Adam, right? So here's what I want you guys to understand, that Christianity at times appears like the crazy person outside of the cave to other people because we're not seeing the shadows. We're seeing what creates those shadows. We're seeing the full spectrum of the universe, and when we go and we try to explain it to people who are looking at the wall and looking at shadows, they don't get it, and they think we're crazy because that's all they know. So we're going to look at some verses in Luke. They're on the screen. Luke 24, 44 to 49. So here, Jesus has died. He's rose again. He returns and sees his disciples eating fish, and they don't recognize him. Okay, because why would they recognize him? He's dead. Okay. So he said to them, uh, this is what I told you while I was still here with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. So what is he saying here? The whole Bible is about who? Jesus. Yeah, he's like, it's all about me, guys. Heads up. Okay. He says, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scripture. So what does that mean? Before... Yeah, before their minds were closed and they couldn't see. So, well, that's kind of the way it is. So, your three takeaways God needs to open their minds to understand the scripture. Like, if you talk to people who don't believe Christianity and you try to explain it to them, a lot of times people will just be like, What? It's insane, like, whatever, like, you're making no sense. But you can talk to people who lived that way for a long time, and then once they came to become a Christian, they were like, my eyes were opened, my mind was open, and I finally understood. So, who opens their minds? Is it your great debating? No. It's God, because look, Jesus said... He opened their minds. Jesus had to open their minds, not with his clever words, but the Spirit had to open their minds, okay? So next, he opened their minds, and he told them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer, rise from the dead the third day, repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. It says, beginning at Jerusalem, you are witnesses to those things. So what is he saying? He's saying that we are to be a witness to others. Like in a courtroom, what is a witness? Yeah, somebody who witnessed it, they saw it, they gave a testimony of their experience. So how are you a witness of Christianity if you are a Christian? Yeah, your minds are open. You have experienced it. You have been changed. So in that way, you are a witness because you can say, this is what happened to me. Okay? And then it says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. Stay in the city. 
Yeah, that's what he said. All right, so what did the father promise? Do you guys know? To send the Holy Spirit, right? So we should pray for those people who have closed minds. Because again, it's not our great debating. It is God who helps them understand. So as we go through this series and as we talk about defending your faith and sharing Christ, the thing that we can get from this passage in Luke is, number one, that we are supposed to share Christ. Not like if, but when and how. And number two, when we do share Christ, don't get frustrated when people don't understand or they don't accept or believe what you're saying because you can't do anything about it. The only thing that you can do about it is to go back and pray. Okay? And so don't be discouraged if, like, things about the Bible don't make sense to you. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a, really a Christian because we always constantly need the Holy Spirit to show us and open our minds to better understanding. Okay? So as we go through this series and as you just go through normal, everyday life, be praying that God opens your minds to understand what's happening in the Bible. Okay? A great way to apply that would be this Wednesday night. We're doing our next lesson study. We're discussing our next passage. Yes, Galatians 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Okay? Seems like a lot. It's not a lot. They're very small chapters. Okay? So that's what we're going to be talking about. So this week, as you read, pray that God would help you understand what you're reading and come ready to discuss it on Wednesday. All right, so you have your discussion questions. Does anybody have any questions about what we just talked about? No, great. All right, you have your discussion questions. You can go break out into your normal groups, and then when you're done, you may leave as long as your parents are here to pick you up. Don't just leave. Oh, <laughs>